Okay, Friday night. It's Arizona, May, what are we, May something. It's a bit cool, actually. May 17th. So this is kind of a historic um, event, I suppose. It's beautiful out here, 76 degrees at 7 o'clock at night. It's been a cool day today. It was only 79. Highly unusual. And uh, yes, what I'm doing, I'm walking the bud. And I have a sweatshirt on because I'm kind of cold. 17% humidity. And the uh, sun must still be up. Sun sets in uh, about 10 minutes. But I'm, uh, I'm out walking the bud, as you do as I do. One minute in. We're one minute into the podcast. So it's uh, Friday night, May 17th, and Bud is just, he's anxious to go for a walk. He, he needs to get out. And pretty soon it's going to be really warm out. And it's going to be tough to walk Bud at 7 night because it's going to be like 100 degrees. It's going to be like 20, 25 degrees warmer. But that's Arizona, folks. So I know uh, some of my listeners are not in Arizona, so you don't know what it's like. So one of the benefits of the podcast is you get to experience Arizona. I'm looking out on the Indian Reservation. It's pretty nice out there. And... Um, uh, Friday. I had a pretty good day today. I um, I guess I'm kind of relieved because I I think on an earlier podcast I mentioned that my wife is going through cancer. She's got stage 4 cancer and it's been quite a year. And uh, so I finally told some people at work where I work because I really hadn't told anybody at work yet. And it's been over a year now, and she's doing well. And we're getting ready to uh, do kind of like a celebratory trip to uh, Germany. My my wife has relatives there, and we used to live there for five years, so it's a it's a pretty fun place for me too. So in two weeks we'll be heading over to Germany and doing a trip with our youngest son. So it's going to be fun. So I had some, I don't know, I don't know if it was difficulty getting it arranged. That's just American culture. We don't, uh, we're not big on having time off from work here. <laughs> so, so it's kind of crazy. So I had a little bit of angst over that. But the, the bottom line is I had some good friends at work and they gave me some advice and Basically, I told my boss about the reason why I'm taking two and a half weeks off, which is, you know, that's like sacrilege in American culture, right? Oh, wow. Two and a half weeks off. So I'm getting ready for it. So in two weeks from now, I'll be winding down of a year's worth of work with no vacation, really. A few days off here and there. And... Um, so yeah, someone else is gonna 
Oma's going to have to walk Bud, so we're going to miss Bud for a couple weeks. And uh, maybe I'll do some podcasts from my favorite cities in in Germany. So we're going to do, um, we'll have some Wi-Fi access. I should, I, I might be able to do a podcast from from Germany, walking around some of my favorite spots. Uh, my wife and son will probably get annoyed, so I may have to go break away for a half hour, an hour or something and do some walking and observing, see what comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like a, a load is off my mind of, of sharing that <clears throat> with people. And uh, so, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to have a beer. Having a beer, that's probably my Irish roots. I kind of like beer. <laughs> so I got some Czech, Czech Bud, we used to, I used to call it. I still call it Czech Bud. So the original Budvar comes from the Czech Republic. And uh, Budweiser was, has done famously well in uh, the U.S. of A. But it all started back, it looks like at 1842, the first Pilsner from Pilsen, Czech Republic. So that's where the Pilsner beer comes from. And, uh, yeah. And uh, so my wife cooked dinner ready, got some nice garlic flavors. And I was thinking about eating first before the walk, but yeah. I'll do the walk. She's like, I can take the dog for a walk. He's pretty, pretty anxious to get out. I don't know if I don't know if Bud knows that it's getting hotter out, and then his walks are going to be a little more difficult. So when it gets real hot, Bud he can't, he can hardly finish a full walk because he gets so hot that he just stops walking, just sits down. He's, he's like, I had enough. It's too hot. I like walking, but. It's too much. Hi. How are you? You want to pet Buddy? This little Bud? He's, yeah, he likes being pet. What's that? Well, he's probably seen me before. Do you know me? You don't know me? I'm just a guy walking his dog. Do you know what that? Do you know what he that is? It's a dog, right? So I'm just a guy walking his dog, right? I'm not walking. Oh, you got dogs over here. Look, you got dogs. So we all have these. The dogs are all about the same size. Oh, look at that. All these dogs are about the same size. They're like 20 to 25 pounders. Hi. Yeah. Come on, bud. No, that's all right, bud. Come on. So we're heading out the gate, the famous American gated community. So yeah, this is a, is it a snobby broadcast, podcast? Not really. I'm just a guy who bought a house that happened to be in a gated community. Not, it wasn't, uh, I didn't choose the house because it was gated. It just happened to be, it just happened to be gated. So it just, this is a, a lot of people just, uh, make these 
observations and make assumptions about people. I do it, I guess. I guess I do it. But uh, after a while, you kind of learn to maybe adjust the thinking a bit. So the moon is not quite full right now. That's probably a day, maybe a day or two before full moon. It's pretty close to looking to full moon. And I did a podcast recently about the blue moon because I was inspired about Jeff Bezos, Amazon man, doing the blue moon rockets. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting into the space travel thing. Why not? Let's go. So um, it kind of it, it it does change things, right? So history wise, in 1492, we got uh, Columbus sailing finding out, proving that the world's not flat exactly. It's not that long ago, folks, you know. I kind of a kind of a history not not so history is kind of funny cuz I I'm not into like just studying the facts. I kind of like try to think about it. Like what what's the deeper thought? So I just sent a a LinkedIn message to my bo- my old boss for about three weeks. <laughs> she was my boss for like three weeks. I, I was trying to get the same job. I don't know if I told that story. It's pretty funny. One of my favorites. So I was over in Germany and I uh, had a great English guy boss, but he was on a three-year succumbent. I love those English words. He was succumbed. Succumbent. On a succumbent. So he was from Rolls Royce sent over to Germany to work on the Rolls-Royce program. So Malcolm, Malcolm Watling, great, great names, these English names. Malcolm was a great boss. And there was three or four other English guys all on succumbent. Because, you know, English guys, well, they, do they really want to live and work in Germany? <laughs> Not really, right? They bombed the crap out of their country a few years ago. So, um, great experience. Loved it. Loved it. So, it just it sunk with me. I was five years there. I tried to be a German dude. And really, I never would be a German guy. It's, it's, it's tough, cross-cultural stuff. So, And it's funny, we have all this immigration jazz in the U.S. And uh, it's probably easier to come to the United States and kind of fit in because we're kind of loosey-goosey. But these older countries, older cultures, they're pretty stringent on their cultures and the way they do things. And there's a lot of good things about it, you know. So I kind of like the Germans. And I'm glad, I always say this, I'm glad I'm not German. But I think my my great-grandfather did probably marry a horse, H-O-R-S-T. Not a, not the animal horse, but a woman named Horst, H-O-R-S-T. So she had to be a German. So I actually, I probably do have a little bit of German blood in me, but I, I think I self-identify. And I, I, it's more than self-identify. I'm pretty Irish, I think, because I like beer. <laughs> but so do the Germans. So, so there you go. So this is transparent. I, you know... Some people, I don't know who's listening to this. I, I have my uh, Colorado fan who probably gets bored shitless out of us. She probably listened to like five minutes. Like, okay, 
enough of this stuff. But um, whatever. I'm, I'm walking my dog, and it's not... I'm, I'm not suggesting that I have business figured out, you know, entrepreneurship. I don't have any of that figured out. So this podcast is really just me processing my thoughts and uh, that's what it is and that that's the sound of a blue bag because you know I pick up for Bud Bud uh, Bud's doing his business and uh, I'm going to pick it up so um, it's Friday night I'm feeling better I've been working out again I ran the other day and wow I haven't I got this Garmin. I love this technology. The Garmin watches things and the checks your heart rate. And the GPS feature is awesome because, you know, I can, I can do my two-and-a-half-mile run. And then once a week I get up to five miles. And I'm probably, I probably should have probably gone to six, seven miles, eight. Because I do like that. And I have done marathons before. And I like running. For, I don't know what it is. It's probably probably the other thing that happened in the last week was the visit to the therapist. So, yeah, I'm I'm uh, OCD. I guess is the short ter- term for it. But I'm mostly obsessive, right? So, I just obsess on stuff, and uh, not so much compulsive. I mean, I walk Bud a lot, but that's probably a good thing. Some young young people doing some beer pong or something over there. The American life, man. Beer pongs. All got to buy the red cups. Put all that in there. So yeah, the American culture. I'm a dude walking the Arizona deserts with a different perspective. So heading to Germany. What am I looking forward to? Well, of course I'm looking to. Martin Luther Wittenberg. Um, I got to find this photo when my brother and I were there with Bart Simpson and the Eat My Shorts photo, but I'm sure that's cleaned up, so I'm going to find out. I'm going to go there in a couple weeks. In fact, I'll probably be there June 5th in Wittenberg, old Martin Luther. It's a real place, people. It's not just some historic thing. It was in East, former East Germany, so the whole... East-West Germany thing is fascinating. And uh, all because of World War II. And I'm looking at the moon again, and that's all Werner, Werner von Braun. And uh, the rockets in Pinamunda. It's, it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Berlin, so I want to make the drive. My wife's kind of like, I don't want to go see a rocket museum. <laughs> and, and to me, I'm fascinated by it because I don't know when I'll ever get back that close again. You know, when am I going to be back to Pinamunda? So, I don't know. My wife thinks my son, who's 19, who's studying engineering, I'm like, dude, he's got to come with me. You got to see the, It's like a once in a lifetime chance to go see Pinamunda. So Berlin, of course, was the isolated island of West Berlin, with, uh, which kind of rebuilt and regrouped from 
the devastation of World War II. And uh, East Germany is kind of just left there. And it's been 25 years since the wall came down, so a lot of things have improved. So once again, here's uh, hello, hi Grace. Who's who's your is this your daughter? I'm Sophia. Sophia, hi Sophia. Hi. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you this blue bag. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good walk. You too. <laughs> so, so yeah, Grace came to a, the church. I can't stand, but my wife was singing. Isn't that ironic? You know, my wife's singing the nice, great song, but the messages are crappy. So. Anyway, we'll figure that out someday. Does it have to be figured out now? Do I need to obsess on that? Nah. I'll let it go. But it's about people, folks, right? Grace, Sophia, some new person I met. She uh, she stopped us when my wife and I were walking Bud the other day and said, oh, are you the woman that sang in church? That was wonderful. So there you go. So a gift of music, of singing, and my wife's got it, and I don't appreciate it enough, so there's some honesty for you. So yeah, I want to get the sun up, I want to go to Pinamunda, it's a two and a half hour drive, and if I leave at like seven in the morning, we can probably get up there at 11, check it out, be back in the afternoon. There's a lot to see in Berlin. But I can let, you know, my wife can stay in Berlin, do some shopping, and uh, do that. So I'll check Berlin out and maybe see my buddy Jens in Rongsdorf, where my uh, favorite Rongsdorf story is old Klaus Schenk von Stauffenberg and his drop in the suitcase or briefcase with the bomb in it didn't, didn't quite work. And uh, so he flew in and out of Rongsdorf. And uh, maybe I'll get over to Tristan Strasse 8, where Klaus lived in Berlin. That'd be fun to see that. Of course, Dietrich Bonhoeffer lived there too. So yeah, I was dreaming there's this uh, TV show now called uh, The Man in the High Castle, which is an author in 1961. I think his name is Philip Dick. He wrote some science fic sci-fi movies. And... Uh, so he wrote one as if the Germans won World War II. It's kind of cool. A little bit dark, though. So to me, what there could be a nice book about if Stauffenberg's bomb had worked. You know, that'd be a a whole other story. Not so, not so dark. And uh, but it's a pretty deep question as um, people of faith and spiritual believe that um, God is control of our lives and our lives will end when uh, when it's over, right? So I haven't heard anyone ask the question well, why 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 did uh, God allow Hitler to survive that bomb? I mean, several people died and if he had been knocked off. The plan was to take over the country in July of 19, 
44, so it's a good possibility that they could have kept Germany intact and negotiated a better deal, but that would have changed history. Kind of interesting, right? So that didn't happen. Um, yeah, so we're heading over there, so of course my brain is going to start thinking about that. And uh, so I, I, I trusted a couple of people who worked at it. Some, they're really good people. And uh, they, they said, go ahead and tell my boss that my wife had the cancer. So I got that off my, my mind. It's very freeing. Good people at work. There's, you know, it's about trusting people, and you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I guess I'm pretty cautious about stuff, but then again, I'm not cautious about things either. Raw information. That moon's looking good tonight. What is it, bud? You smelling that plant? You get a good, good smell. So, um, what else is going to happen in Germany? We'll go to Dresden. I love Dresden. Another good author, Victor Klemperer. A Jewish guy married to a Protestant woman. And uh, he was a literature professor at uh, Dresden Technical University. Which is kind of weird to me. Technical University with literature. but. I can't explain it, but that's what he was. But he was a Jewish guy in 33. He gets uh, removed from his position as a literature professor and basically on rations. And eventually when they had the Yuda star, he had to wear that around town. Dresden guy. But he wrote a book called, in the English version is I Will Bear Witness. And uh, basically wrote a daily diary, or pretty close to daily. He kept a diary of what was going on. And uh, to me, it's kind of a fun comparison to the history of things. So there's this, there's this massive book called The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which is more on the military side than just analysis. But then you read this guy's diary, who's a Jewish guy in Dresden, and he, he's just writing about these mundane um, abuses to his his life, right? I mean, it's kind of weird, like how the government took over and just abused these people. I mean, he had his life and he saw what was going on. He he knew he saw Jewish people that weren't married to Protestants be sent off and things, and uh, he kept writing in his diary. So, really. It's a, it's a hard read because most of the stuff he writes about is really, really boring. But um, I get a kick out of it when, you know, he's got all these entries dated. So I know things are about to happen, especially the bombing of Dresden's the most famous. And that was in February of 1945. And, and many, many people say like how, how terrible it was for the Allies to, to bomb Dresden. But it's so symbolic of so many things. And, and there was, um, it's so sad to read his diaries because two or three days before the bombing, he's, you know, he's 
the restrictions and constraints on his life. He's been living through this for 12 years. And uh, hey, that's a dog not on a leash. What the heck? What are you doing, bud? That's a funny looking thing. Dogs out here, no leash. And uh, his hair's turned up. What are you guys going to do? I hope you guys aren't going to fight. Sniffing each other. What are you guys doing? No owner around. Are you lost, little doggy? <laughs> that doesn't happen too often out here. So, um, yeah, the constraints on his life are more and more restrictive. And a couple of days before, he's, he's back and they force him into an apartment, he and his wife. And uh, he's, he's visiting other people in the same situation, Jewish guys married to Protestants. And, you know, they're getting older and they've had 12 years of crap. So some of them are finding out that, well, you gotta, you're going to have to go take a train ride. And they kind of know what the, the end result of the train ride is going to be. So some of them are, um, what the Germans call it, selbstmord, like self-murder, right? Kill themselves, suicide. Very, very sad. But then three days later, the bombs come and they blow the city apart. A lot of things get destroyed, but there's like 80 of these Jewish people that uh, they go, oh, these guys just blew the crap out of our city. So there's nobody really watching us right now, are they? Yeah. They got bigger problems right now. The city's on fire. So, so these 80 Jewish guys and gals, they go on the run. So it's February of 45. So they're basically on the run for about three or four months. What is it, May? I think it's the end of May, the no, first part of May. So they got um, February, March, April, May. So they basically have 10 weeks on the run where they're like, they're not being constrained and the war's winding down and the Germans are getting their butts kicked by Russians and things. So. It's all, it's all uh, an interesting story, actually, at least to me. I don't know. So, Victor Klemper, K-L-E-M-P-E-R-E-R. -E -E and he survives it all. It's amazing. It's, uh, and, and there's probably more things to know about him, but uh, obviously a smart guy. What I get a kick out of is he wrote about... Um, so his diaries are kind of boring, but he survived went back to Dresden, and I think he got his teaching position back. And uh, he wrote a book called The Language of the Third Reich. So part of his diary, he would notice in the newspaper that they would come up with these funny terms for things, you know. Like, like today, the equivalent would be, in American culture, they come up with these terms like income inequality, right? Like, so he used the term income inequality as if as if that's that's a thing but it's really it's not really a thing because for all eternity since the beginning of mankind all incomes are unequal so why make a big deal out of it now it's kind of like the third reich 
you know, coming up with a term. I, I don't have an example of one right now, but he wrote a whole book on these terms that the Nazis came up with to kind of control control the, the people or influence the the opinions of the Germans that they wanted to influence in a certain way. So there you go. Income inequality is kind of like a language of the Third Reich is my if Victor Klemperer was still alive, that's what he would he might say that. That's my political bent, folks. Huh? I'm not a big fan of income inequality. So, because we aren't equal. And that's not a bad thing. To me, the key is, what's your gift? What are you really good at? What's your outlier gift? How can you give, serve, add value, and be rewarded for it, right? So, what's wrong with that? And it's also honoring creation because we're all different. It doesn't mean we're people are better than another. So it's some some of it is uh, self-respect, I guess. You know, what are we good at? So I'm still figuring that out. And if I don't figure it out, that's okay. <laughs> we have faith, right? So there you go. So, I, you know, I don't know. Is this a breakthrough time for me? I don't know. I'm just walking my dog, you know. And I don't prepare a message for you. I just share my thoughts. And, um, yeah, if there's no hurricane here, if this, the weather's fairly nice, two more weeks and then it's... I'll be out of here for a while. I was kind of hoping to go later, like in July. So to me, the in my mind, is like I don't mind a couple of weeks of smoking hot temperatures. So to me, the ideal time to leave is like July 1st on vacation, but we're kind of going June. And uh, so we'll be out of here. And we'll come back, and then we'll have like a week of June of smoking hot, July, and then uh, August is still kind of smoking hot, but then we start looking forward to September and October, and the cycle continues, the cycle of life. So I think my first podcast were in June, and it probably was smoking hot in June. So we're coming up on a year of podcasts, and I might get a hundred, I don't know. It's not planned out. But a hundred, that's like almost one every three and a half days. You know, twice a week. And uh, definitely don't recommend archiving things. I mean, I don't have a subject list and I don't really care because it is what it is and we're living now so it's may 17th this is we all need to live in the moment so um, this is a recording so you're not actually sharing this exact moment but it's it is for me this is my moment you're listening to this 
your brain is interacting with it, you're listening, you may hear something that's interesting, you know, whatever. Maybe you're doing the laundry, maybe you're out cutting a lawn, doing some uh, yard work, maybe you're on a trip and you got a three hour drive ahead of you and you go, oh, I'll listen to 45 minutes of, of buddy walks. <laughs> the schnoodle, great dog. Bud, you're such a great dog. Yeah, pee on that bush, bud. So the sun's set now, it's still kind of twilight out here. It's very pretty and I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to learn how to not obsess about things. And I guess I'm, I'm doing pretty good this week. But I do have these stinking mood swings, right? I mean, I'll get, I'll get excited about things and, and then crash, excited, crash. So, yeah, obviously it's better to be more even-tempered, even mood. But uh, this is who I am. So I'm looking out of the sky. It's very pretty. What can I be thankful? Have some gratitude. Have gratitude. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good night. It's Friday. What's the weekend ahead? I've never been one of these like, oh yeah, plan. I just not a plan. I'm just planning to me. Obviously, this this podcast is not planned. So, but so what? I mean, I'm walking the dog. It's part of life. Do I have something to say? Shout out to my bud. It's not really my bud, but a shout out to a guy that's a pro at uh, communicating. And he talks about um, setting a, what do you call it, a structure to the talk. Well, the structure to these talks is walk the dog, pick up his poop, throw his poop away. And what happens in between is... It's just magic, right? Pure magic. <laughs> and what, what does that mean? What does magic mean? No, it doesn't mean anything. So I'm punching the code in for the gate, folks. There's the gate. We're back in. Bud's ready to go home. And I'm going to enjoy some food. I'll probably enjoy another Pilsner Urquell. Actually, it's not Czech Bud. You're right. Oh, I messed up. Pilsner Urquell is not Czech Bud. So there is a Budvar, which is the Budweiser. So it's a sister company to some extent. So I, I uh, take that back. Big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, Pilsner Urquell is a similar brew. It's a Pilsner brew. And I really don't know which one came first. Was it the Budvar? in the same area or was it Pilsner Urquell so Pilsner Urquell is much better distributed than Budvar and uh, Budvar is the original Budweiser but Pilsner Urquell has a smooth taste and you know I 
a lot of people are drinking these IPAs, which are six, seven, eight percent alcohol. This uh, Pilsner or Quell is only 4.4, very mild, a very gentle brew. And sometimes I probably should just stick with the gentle brew. So it's very nice. And uh, yeah, what do you say, bud? Sniffing around on the artificial grass here. This is the desert, people. Get some good artificial grass, which looks perfectly green all the time. Doesn't take any water. Doesn't need to be cut. Looks fine. So you either have stones, gravel, piled up, then we adapt to it, you know? So people coming from other parts of the country, probably like 99% of the people in the country have real vegetation and we have kind of like, we have bushes and things, but uh, bogies, gotta have your bougainvilleas, man. So bogies and other plant life, palms, Palo Verde trees, it's the desert. There's some nice things about the desert. So shout out to the Arizona Tourism Committee to bring tourists here. Come join, come to Arizona, you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. And you'll also burn up if you come in June, July, or August. So. May's still good, folks. May is still kind of fine. You can be hot, get your days here and there. But at the moment, this is a good day. May 17th. And um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of weird in my obsession if I obsess on things. Obsess on the negative, but can, you know, I should really obsess on positive things, take that energy, figure out what is really good and obsess on that. That would be a positive contribution. So we're about three minutes from home, wrapping it up. Not sure what to call this podcast. It's, uh, maybe I'll just say, going to Germany. Going to Germany. Going back to our old stomping grounds. Five years of a fantastic experience, which um, basically helped start this new engine for the Gulfstream jets and Bombardier global jets. The uh, currently the two best corporate jets in the world. So Jeff Bezos flies one. I think the tail number is N271DV. I'm not sure why that's the tail number, but that's it. There's only 65 in the world. And there probably won't be any more made. But those engines are made in Dalewitz, former East Germany, which I helped 
start. I was one of the first employees to move into the new building in uh, 1994, I want to say, 93, 94. So what is that, 26 years ago. So not many people can tell that story. And one guy I get a kick out of is head of engineering for the new supersonic corporate jet called the Arian AS2 corporate jet being uh, put together in Reno, Nevada. So there you go. It's a small, small world. Very few of us have some history in the corporate jet world. And there's I was thinking about it today, but Ball Aerospace in, in Colorado. I believe they have a G650ER. They have one of those 65 jets. And it's parked in, I believe, Broomfield, Rocky Mountain Airport, where... Uh, one of my listeners, if she made it this far, will recognize it. She can just drive over with her kids and uh, go to the hangar and say, Hey, can I see your G650ER? Why not? My kids want to look at it. And uh, there you go. Why not? Be bold, people. Be bold. Go check out your 650ERs. All right, have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Grace, peace, and mercy.